Welcome to the BU Fitness Podcast. My name is Sean Proust. I am a lead fitness faculty at Bryan University. Today, in episode 18, we're going to be talking about hydration. Hydration, it's kind of a cliche topic in the exercise field. You're supposed to hydrate. What does that mean? And why is it important? So we're going to talk about what the impacts are if you don't properly hydrate and specifically how much you're supposed to hydrate. But before we get there... I was going to say, who's we? Before we get there, we, (laughs) as in me, Sean, and also my co-host who is going to be an athlete in training this fall, Kyle Thompson. Ooh, athlete. I like how you put that there. If you have a body, you're an athlete, as per what Nike says. I've never heard that. Uh, That was on on the – it was in the store in Scottsdale Quarter, although it did shut down. So maybe you're not an athlete. I don't know. I'm honestly not sure. Anyway, my name is Kyle. Uh, I'm also (laughs) a faculty, a full-time faculty here at Bryan University. And – we're going to talk about hydration. You're, yeah, we will talk about hydration. I do want to mention why I prefaced oh, yeah. why, you why that you way. That? <laughs> so you're an athlete in training now. You are going to be doing something this fall. Would you like to share more about that? Uh, yes. So <clears throat> I am going to be returning to the stage. So I used to compete bodybuilding uh, for years, and it's been – Going on six years, yeah, six years since my last competition. And, um, you know, I've gone through a bunch of different cycles of, of how I train and how I exercise um, for, you know, whatever specific goals. I've done half marathons. I did a half marathon earlier this year yes. uh, in Disney. That was a fun one. But uh, I'm going to go back to bodybuilding. I'm going to try another show. And what I'm kind of excited about is this is the first time I've ever competed with the knowledge base that I have now. Like I, I've always you know, known a little bit about nutrition and, of course, you know, back in my competing days. But I've always, always trusted somebody else to do my preparation. So now I'm going to use what I know and what I value um, as far as being healthy and fit, uh, as well as how, how do I, you know, lean down for a show. So I'm going to put that all into a nice little uh, thing, and I'm going to be documenting this just uh, well for fun. Your last competition was six years ago. Correct. How many competitions have you done total? Uh, I want to say it was five or six. Wow. Yeah, that's bad that I don't remember. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, I've done well in competitions. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to turn pro. I'm not going to turn pro. And that's perfectly fine. It's more of a um, kind of self-experiment, right? It, it's a it's another yes. show for myself, uh, which why not, right? Let's put some of my knowledge and practical application to the test on myself rather than helping clients that, you know, I've had clients that go pro and clients that do really well in shows. But, um, you know, it's been a while since I've done it myself. Let's let's be real for a second. What let's do you be real. what are you most not looking forward to? What are you dreading the most about the process that you haven't done in six years? Um, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I go back and forth. You know, it's not necessarily the whole diet of the things because I, I like having a structured diet, but I hate the feeling uh, of thinking, and this is what I'm combating, is, is thinking about how everything that I'm doing is going to be influencing my my, my progress towards the show. How is this going to help me lean down? How is this going to help me, you know, increase muscle size or, or whatever it may be? Um, I don't like that that over obsession, uh, obsessive like 
demeanor right. towards it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be approaching it differently. I'm going to try to make it enjoyable. I'm going to be trying to, you know, really focus on health. And, and some of the things that I'm going to be doing are, are you know, against what the bro science says. And in some of what the science says as far as being optimal, if you want to be Mr. Olympia. Right. And that, that's aside from using the anabolic steroids. Of course, I'm not using that. But the point is... Whoa, 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 yeah. Of course. I don't think of any course. of that's a guarantee. Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> um, so, no. What I mean is some of the protocols to training and what people think uh, about um, you know, how you should approach hypertrophy and how you should approach recovery, uh, things like that. So, that's um, I'll be documenting that on my own personal Instagram, which is... Oh, I need to change my Instagram handle, but I won't uh, because that requires too much time. It's X underscore rec as in W R E C K underscore it underscore Ralph underscore X. I think that was it. Wreck it Ralph. If you search Kyle Thompson, you'll also probably find him. Yeah. Well, there's only name. one Kyle Thompson in the world. So yeah, it should be easy. It to is find a very him. unique name. <laughs> we will <laughs> we'll talk more about this as we go forward. The main topic for this episode is to talk about hydration. Correct. And we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll get more into the bodybuilding and the experiences that you're having, share with people, yeah. especially in case people in case the you, the listener, are interested. Hydration is something that you really want to talk about. I yes. I was hesitant because hydration is one of these like cliche topics where people can sound like fitness professionals or assume the role of one, make sure you hydrate where there's no, there's no real substance. Correct. It's like, Oh, you're supposed to eat fruits and vegetables. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Dumbass. Everyone knows that. <laughs> it's, you, you know, it's one of those things you should hydrate. What does that mean? It's like, Oh, you should study for school. Well, should I study 15 Thanks. minutes a week? Should I just read part yeah. of a book? Or is there something specific I'm supposed to be doing? You should exercise. Am I supposed to be walking? Exactly. Am I supposed to be doing CrossFit? That leaves a lot of room, and hydration is kind of the same thing. It, yeah, it absolutely is. But but I, one of the reasons why I want to bring it up is because we live where, Sean? Arizona. Arizona, which is very nice, cool, nice, easy temperatures, right? Nice, cool 105 today, I think. And that's, I think uh, it's hotter. I think the highest is 111. Oh, 111. Okay, cool. So we're actually getting up to summer temperatures finally. Um, and it's actually sadly been, it's just strange to say, a cool summer. Not that <laughs> it, not that we're not sweating yes. as soon as we walk outside. But at um, night, it's only a high, it's only 88 degrees, which, yeah. is, which is a cool summer for us. Which, which is crazy. Uh, but the reason why I want to bring that up is because there are, there are a lot of cases of dehydration. There are a lot of people who, who will climb the, the famous Camelback Mountain, get dehydrated, disoriented, and like they might stumble off a cliff, they go into the hospital, or they, they actually die. That's actually common, which is not a good thing. Um, but I don't want to talk about, hey, just make sure you're hydrated. Bring your water bottle. Do you have your hydro flask with you? Whatever. Um, <laughs> what I want to talk about is, you know, first of all, what is the role of water? Why do we care about water? Well, your body is made of anywhere from, on average, 57% for females and 63% for males. Your total body weight is water. 57 to 63%. 57 to 63. So that's essentially three-fifths of the body. Yeah. So you're, you're almost at a, a – you're close to a passing grade. You know, not yeah. not quite. Um, <laughs> it won't get you a diploma, but it might get you passed into the next semester, mm-hmm. unless it's a core, you know, class. And you know, anyway, um, <laughs> the, the the point is that right. It's it's a big portion of your body, so that 
probably will tell us that, hey, this might be important. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you know, it, it has a role of transportation thermoregulation, which is helping control your body temperature. And of course, metabolic processes, it's an intermediate, uh, meaning that it's just required for certain chemical reactions to happen. What do we, you mentioned transportation. What, uh, what does water do in, in regards to transportation? What is it transporting? The blood. Well, I mean, it's transporting. It's, okay. It's, it is part of the blood, yes. but, um, <laughs> hormones, hormones, white uh, blood glucose, cells, red yeah. blood cells, you know, oxygen, getting rid of CO2, Platelets. metabolites, uh, anything that's in the blood yeah. is there. Right. And, and as we become dehydrated, that can, um, that can really cause a decrease in, uh, how much we can actually transport. So, <clears throat> We have this thing uh, that, that if, if you become dehydrated during exercise, we can decrease performance. You may have heard this as little as, as a two to 5% we're looking at a decrease in performance. I mean, we can sweat, you know, up to 2.8 liters an hour in really high temperatures. So think going on Camelback Mountain, hiking, yes. losing 2.8 liters. That's a good amount. Um, you know, 10 to 20%, we're going to see large deficits in performance as far as 10 to 20%. So we talk about performance in, in running time and VO2 and strength and, and endurance in terms All. of rep performance, everything. Everything. Yeah, 20%, you're, you're, dog, you're dogging it. Um, <clears throat> so we have this thing called cardiac drift. And what cardiac drift means is that um, at any given work intensity, so let's say you're running at a 10-minute mile, and let's say your heart rate is typically 150 beats per minute. But as you become dehydrated, your blood becomes thicker, right? And what that does is it causes your, your heart rate to increase. So it might be 160 beats per minute or 165, right? I'm speculating here. Um, so the reason why is because the amount of blood that's returned to your heart uh, has a big impact on how much blood, well, we're going to eject into the rest of the blood, right? Go through into that left ventricle, if you know the anatomy, right? Go into the left ventricle, out into the aorta. Yes. If you have decreased blood volume, then that decreases um, the amount of what we call venous return or preload. Mm -hmm. So we can see decrease in, uh, what you call it, in, in actual performance that way. So we're not circulating enough nutrients fast enough. We don't, um, well... Your, that's why your heart rate increases, yeah. essentially, to, to maintain cardiac output because stroke volume falls. And we're not – essentially, the, the net result is that we're not transferring enough oxygen Correct. to the tissues that need them and, and all tissues need oxygen to survive. Yeah. They're not getting enough. And therefore, since they're not pumping out enough oxygen per beat, they have to beat more often. Perfect. And you become more anaerobic, which is – Even when you're not supposed to be. Exactly. Exactly. So in other words, it becomes harder. Yes. Um, Thermoregulation, right? Regulating your temperature. If you don't have water, um, you're, after a certain point of dehydration, your, your ability to sweat decreases. And if, you're, if you stop sweating in a really hot environment, you're looking at, you know, on the cusp of heat stroke. So <clears throat> we can't, um, if you can't sweat, you can't regulate your body temperature. Uh, here's, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you <laughs> want to talk about muscle cramping yes. in regards to high dehydration. Uh, so, okay, how I've heard this before. Okay, muscle cramp, it's um, which we I think we talked about a couple of months ago potassium. outside of, yeah, it's, it's a potassium, eat more bananas. But there was a, an article from ACSM where it said that's not the case, correct, with muscle cramps. But what is the case in regards to muscle cramping? 
as far as well i mean um how does it tie into hy- hydration hydration. hydration oh okay okay so typically what, what the thought was that we 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 ran too much um you know we're sw- or, or whatever we're exercising too much we're sweating and we lose our electrolytes and that's what's causing or leading the the depletion mm-hmm. or being in a deficit of electrolytes and what's causing uh the muscle cramps or or what we call eamc exercise associated muscle cramping Okay. So there's a study done in 2014 to determine if electrolyte balance was actually causing that. So <clears throat> what they did is they took ultra endurance athletes, had them exercise for 60 minutes. Uh, I believe it was at 72% VO2 max. Okay. I don't have that listed in my notes here. So for like a, someone who works out, this it's like a jogging speed. It's like a moderate yeah. jogging speed. Moderate not, jogging speed. It's not like a sprint. It's a jog that you can maintain for several miles if you, if you are running. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they had two different groups, right? These are ultra-endurance um, athletes, by the way. Uh, two different groups. Uh, one was prone to having muscle cramping during exercise or after exercise. Okay. And the other was not. Because cer- certain individuals, uh, and maybe some of our listeners are like that. Sean, I don't know if you are. Do you cramp after no, runs? Never. I mean, I know you're not a big runner at this point, but. Yeah. No, no, never. I never have cramps. Okay. So <clears throat> we would probably fall in the, the control group or the people who don't have, okay. or don't experience this. But anyway, right. They, they would exercise them for 60 minutes at that 72% VO2 max. Um, they took a pre-test, a post-test and a 60 minutes post-test of exercise to measure electrolyte balance. Yes. So, you know, the big ones, sodium, potassium, chloride, um, <clears throat> What we notice is that there's no difference. There's no difference in electrolyte. In uh, these people who are having cramps. Exactly. During exercise, electrolytes are not tied in. They're so. not tied into it. Okay. Which is a common belief that that's what you that that's what's causing is that you have this depletion of electrolytes causing this this muscle cramping. So you know eat. The whole bushel of bananas or whatever, <laughs> blah blah blah. You know, what people it's do. It's not going to help. Um, it's yeah, it's not going to help. Um, so because you know it's it is widely believed. However, it's not supported by data. What the uh, researchers speculated is that it was just other confounding variables that are that are contributing to it for that particular person. You know, potentially genetics or, or whatever it may be, but it is not necessarily related to nutrition. Ah. Now. All that wonderful good stuff we talked about, right? And this is this is a little crash course on some hydration. Um, but how much should you consume, right? Make sure you hydrate, but that doesn't help you. Yes. So <clears throat> there is a pre, uh, during, and post exercise like protocol that you should follow. Now, standard across the board, you know, the, the standard recommendation: males um, three liters of water a day; females two point two liters. That's the standard. There's another one out there where you take your body, uh, half your body weight in ounces, and you consume that in a day. Um, <clears throat> both both can work, right? Uh, the, the the body weight is a little bit more relative. Um, nonetheless, you know, if you're following one of those, you're probably going the right direction. Okay. Now, as far as exercise, especially if we're talking about here in Arizona, because I exercise sometimes outside yes. uh, in the summer, which is Sometimes it's a little, a little rough. It is a little rough at times. Um, and, and you know what? Our our program director, Justin Harper, just ran, what, three miles yesterday. I think it was 105, 105. Yes, middle of the day. Middle of the day. Lunchtime. Crazy. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure why. <laughs> but then again, I have done it, so never mind. Um, <laughs> so what should you consume before? So there's a relative recommendation. I mean relative to your body weight. Because clearly someone who weighs 100 pounds versus 200 pounds needs – Different amounts, different amounts of water. Of water. Yeah. So, 
five to seven milliliters per kilogram of body weight four hours prior, right? And we want to make sure that in a nice, easy way to see if you're dehydrated is what color's your urine. We don't necessarily want it clear, but we want a little tinge of yellow. Mm-hmm. If it's dark yellow, right? If it looks like it's brown or something. Up that water intake. Yeah, we need to increase that. And if you drink that five to seven milliliters a kilogram, uh, so so for me, I'm right about 101 kilograms. It's called 100. I would need to take in 500 to 700 milliliters. So that, that's roughly a water bottle, um, like a standard water bottle you get yes. in your, your 24 pack, 30 pack or whatever. Uh, so I need to take that four hours before. If your urine's still dark, take an additional three to five milliliters a kilogram per kilogram uh, two hours before. And, and we have this conversation a bunch with our with our podcast where we talk about recommendations. Converting kilograms <laughs> yeah. to pounds. Yeah, you know, I, need, you know I just need this. to convert it. But like, I think for some reason I, I made a really big effort to convert everything that I think about into metric. Yes. And now it's just, well, it's just easier to convert. Well, all but three countries use the metric system. And then there's only three countries that use the imperial system. Yeah. We're one of them. And I, I always forget there's a, a country, there's a communist country that is over by uh, Bangladesh. I can't think of what it's called. But they're one of the other two countries. That's not important to this podcast. What is important? The communism, is, or it, oh. no? Well, no, the communism is important. It is the important. Okay. Name is not, <laughs> the country, or that's not important. What I'm going to say is that if you're wondering to convert the amount per kilogram to pounds, you're basically going to double it. So Kyle mentioned five to seven milliliters per kilogram four hours prior to exercise. So if you're wondering per pound, it's essentially 10 to 14. It's a little bit more than that. Uh, 10 to 14, at least 10 milliliters per kilogram, four hours before exercise. You mean per pound? Per pound, I'm sorry. 10, 10, to, to, 14 10 to 14 milliliters per pound, four hours before exercise. That's how much water you want to drink. Yes, yes. All right, so keep going. Um, um, okay, so, so during. Uh, if you're exercising about 60 minutes or less, and this is you know continuous exercise, uh, you know, we're not talking about the ones that, that do a, a deadlift set and then flex their abs in the mirror for 15 minutes. Like you're probably <laughs> fine not drinking any more water. Uh, we're talking about people who are actually working. Um, <laughs> so about 60 minutes or less, you're looking at a half to one liter during the actual uh, actual uh, exercise. And with increased temperatures, you want to you know, push it a little closer to that one liter mark. Uh, if you've got a nice, you know, cool gym, sometimes I feel cold in the gym, actually, with the air conditioning, uh, you can drift back towards a half liter. So um, 61 to 180 minutes, so basically one hour to three hours, you're looking at 0.8 to 1.6 liters. In addition to that, you want to add some electrolytes to it. Might be a sodium tab. Uh, you also maybe want some carbohydrates in there. Now, th- there's a, a recommendation that we covered this in the previous podcast, but the 8% solution, I mean, uh, 8% of that solution is carbohydrates. Yes. Too much cause GI distress. You're not going to be able to absorb it much, and that's going to cause... So you don't want to go to town on the gels? No. A little bit? No. So the, for people who are under 60 minutes per, in a workout, they're going a half to a, a liter. But if they're going over an hour, then that's when they're looking at more. So they're going to, after that first hour, they're going to be consuming, or that's total workout, yeah, 0.8 to 1.6 liters. Correct. Total workout. Total workout. So that's for people who are over 60 minutes, about 0.8 liters to 1.6 liters with some carbs and sodium to 
maintain hydration. Yeah, maintain hydration, maintain the blood glucose, um, and then of course maintain all, all the roles that sodium has. <clears throat> uh, let's see, what was, oh yeah, afterwards. So this one, I, I don't like this first recommendation because the recommendation is 16 to 24 ounces for every pound of body weight lost. Now, Sean, how many times have you weighed yourself before you exercise? Oh, never. Oh yeah, same here. So this doesn't work out too well, but you know, if you do, that's a perfect relative recommendation. Another one that, that I've seen widely used is immediately after you get done with exercise, drink half a liter. And then for ev every 15 minutes, for the next three hours, you're going to drink a quarter liter. So a quarter liter every 15 minutes um, or, or equating for to three a- hours. Yeah. Basically so a liter a, an hour. A liter an hour. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the basic recommendations that we have as far as how much water should you consume. And keep in mind, this is in addition to your three liters of water if you're a male or 2.2 liters if you're a female. So there's a lot of water that needs to be consumed. Uh, we don't want to like uh, include our caramel macchiatos in that. Uh, they are delicious, <laughs> but that actually causes caffeine. more uh, dehydration. Yes. Which, you know, on the caffeine note, I, I have been doing some more like rereading up on that. And there's more research showing that the caffeine itself is not going to cause any more dehydration in certain concentrations. Um, you know, if you have like Death Witch Coffee, I think is it eight ounces or 12 ounces, you get 660 milligrams of caffeine. What? Yeah, you never heard about that? No. Yeah, it's appropriately named. And I think there's one that's even a higher caffeine content. That, wow. I would speculate, causes dehydration because there is a diuretic effect of caffeine. But if you're drinking eight ounces of normal coffee, you're probably not seeing, you know, that much of a difference. What about three cups of coffee or a bang energy drink? A bang energy drink? I don't know. To tell you the truth, I, I would speculate you're probably going to see some more dehydration out of that, uh, especially if you're not drinking because the lasting effects of that caffeine, the half-life, you know, is, is six hours. So that takes longer to get rid of and you still have that diuretic effect kind of compounds on top of each other. But it's not as black and white as we thought. Let's just okay. put it that way. That might be a, a topic for a later time, actually. On the topic of hydration, I have heard, and it oh, seems gosh. like it's pretty consistent with what you have mentioned about the length of the workout, that things like a, a sports drink, such as Gatorade, mm -hmm. shouldn't really be consumed unless the workout is over an hour. Yes. That seems to be in line with what you mentioned before. Absolutely. That, that one to three hours, then it be it becomes something you want to pay attention to. So people don't need Gatorade or Powerade for a 30-minute or 45-minute one? No. Uh, at that point, you're drinking it because you like the taste. And that's perfectly fine. You, know, you want to make it fit your macros or, or whatever whatever type of dietary protocol you're following. But it's not, it's not needed. In summary, basically, if, if people are not consuming enough water, as boring as hydration might be to some people... If people are not consuming enough water, not properly hydrated, they're gonna either they're gonna have at least a small decrease in performance, which says two to five percent. It affects strength, it affects cardiorespiratory fitness, it affects muscle endurance or the amount of reps a person can do at a given weight, and but it can be much larger, ten to twenty percent, with large amounts of dehydration. Correct. Correct. And and there's also obviously health impacts, so we're not necessarily. So we're not transporting the necessary cells and hormones around our body. We're not controlling our temperature well. It's going to negatively affect metabolic processes. And we need to be consuming a few liters, you know, or, or water in the four hours before exercise. Um, about a half to a liter under an hour. 
more if we go over an hour and including some, you know, maybe a sports drink, some carbs, some sodium. And then for the three hours after, continue to consume extra water to fully hydrate. Yeah, to fully hydrate, uh, replenish what you lost. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's basically it. Okay. And I guess to note, uh, to, to be mindful of the environments that, uh, that you are training in that affect your sweat rate. So more humid environment, drink more water. Correct. More humid environment uh, inhibits our ability to have that evaporation of the sweat, which is going to decrease our ability to um, to regulate our temperature. So our body's natural response is yes. sweat more. But the air is already saturated. So if you're hanging out in Orlando um, and you're running like a half marathon, mm-hmm, um, <laughs> sorry, that's why I ran my half marathon, you're going to be sweating more. So hydration becomes more of a concern. For those of you who are outside working out in the summer and you're living in a humid place, the water consumption is even more important. Correct. Correct. All right. With that said, that wraps up episode 18. We appreciate you listening. We hope that this helps, especially considering that it's the summer and most people live in humid places. And this could be a very important topic, not only for exercise performance, but also for safety and preventing anything intense like a heat stroke. With that said, we are done. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, not watching. Or watching, you know, whatever. All right, see you guys. Have a good day.